0: Give me one of those.
1: <laughs> you can't do this shit. Whoa, you can.
0: You wow, I've gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. Because I was not able to do that it's before. from lifting weights. Why would it, my hands would be stronger? Yeah, every,
1: everything just gets stronger. Your brain piece gets stronger when you Look lift weights. Look at towards. that. Damn, Cass, you're already doing some fucking showing off some poses.
0: Guns out, blazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, these hand grips. Highly recommend. You know, go to Walmart or fucking whatever the local little store is for sporting goods. It seems like I'm an 80s man doing this, but it really does. No, like it make would make my you an 80s form- man form- is arm- if you, you
0: had one of those. Like, I'd be. Oh, a, a thigh master. That's, oh, that's an 80s we should, woman. Yeah, the, we should just have a podcast where it just the whole time. I'm just like 80s woman in it.
1: Ooh. You'd probably last five minutes less. Oh, yeah. Th- totally. that is, that's no joke, that workout.
0: Yeah. How about yeah. that? Um, uh, video I sent you the other day of a guy um, timing his girlfriend, like pretending like she was like the guy in the. In sex. In sex. You're allowed to say sex. Okay. It's, okay. it's
1: our podcast. <laughs>
0: He's a girl and she's doing the timing on the. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing yeah. the birds and the bees and the...
1: first of all it's like it's weird like it's like a woman's body isn't like meant to do that necessarily
0: well she didn't she didn't look good at she it she did
1: not look good at it but she had no practice And yeah. how long did she last
0: i think it was like under 30 it was like 30 seconds or a minute or something yeah yeah because yeah, you know because girls give guys a hard time like you know
1: do they you think that's a common thing
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if is it is a comment. I don't know what goes on in other people's sex lives and stuff like that. But I think the reason that video existed was she obviously had given him a hard time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: been like, you know.
1: Yeah. And the reason I even, I mean, you sent me that video, but I saw it on Reddit. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, you already saw it? That video's everywhere. Oh, that's funny. Yeah i was gonna send it to you but i'm like oh, i don't got no problems in that department i work out and like i can yeah every now and then i have to like let my heart calm down but that's that's about it
0: yeah but you every once in a while you'll tell me like you know this is a workout for me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes you just need the reminder Sometimes
1: yeah. you need a fucking reminder of the goddamn dream life you live. I'm
0: saying I need the reminder. <laughs> you yeah,
1: definitely I... do. Uh. You definitely do.
0: See, I don't think of myself as a pillow princess. You'll not
1: move your body in any way, shape, or form, sexually or otherwise, oh. for ten years, and then be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> That's
0: not true. Not
1: nah, okay. <laughs> I
0: don't consider myself a pillow princess, but like,
1: no, you're not. You're you're a very generous, giving lover. Thank you. But not in the not in the like the rigorous getting work done type of way, you know just just no. another day at the office type of thing you know no you're not yeah it, it's not required of you it's it's not the kind of sex that uh that is required of you
0: yeah all. there's there is you would develop those skills if it were yeah if you wanted to get into pegging i could really get into it <laughs>
1: I don't think you have the rhythm.
0: Wait, what? <laughs> I don't
1: think so. I think that's part of the issue. <laughs> I think you would look more ridiculous than that girl in that viral video <laughs> if you try. If I filmed you trying to like do a, a humping. Actually, I don't know. You might be able to do it if you want to demonstrate.
0: I got moves. No, I don't want to demonstrate. <laughs> I th- I thought about it for a second. I was like, that would be just humiliating.
1: Yeah, I've done so many humiliating things on this podcast, and especially on the come-up, too.
0: Yeah, but you haven't, like pretended to have sex
1: i dance <laughs> i'll get on there and dance i did episodes with no shirt on i i gave merit tattoo i let you humiliate me for like months at a time when i'm feeling bad about myself
0: yeah it was just like therapy bully <laughs> <laughs> therapy
1: bully that's good that's that is good it's kind of it's
0: trial kinda, by fire or something
1: yeah yeah every time and every now and then a, a motherfucker needs to couple slaps across his fucking mouth yeah and being told uh you could do better
0: oh yeah well we we went to the therapist we went to for like three meetings or whatever yeah and you were like she keeps humiliating me on the podcast and he was like well maybe that's where she feels safe talking about some of this stuff
1: yeah yeah and uh (laughs) i would say i really uh took that to heart if i did but that guy doesn't know jack shit about our life Or what the hell goes on and <laughs> All the space you have to Fucking complain about me And tell me how fully shit I all am right. <laughs> I do my best
0: No you're great That's
1: all I can say On this 300th episode Darwin of, of that's the not very a, podcast. I thing. knew this cat was gonna fuck with the camera Darwin Darwin get out of there he, He'll be cool He'll be fine he, he just needs to know what the hell's going on But I don't know what I'm saying
0: Episode 300.
1: We are on episode 300. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us.
1: This is uh it's either the the season finale of season 2 or this or the season premiere of season 3. It might have to be the season premiere or the pilot episode for season 3. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's say it's the pilot episode for season 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, around, you know, episode you know, t- 10, 30, 90, 110, 150. We've been like, wait, what are we doing?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean that's every episode. Two
0: two ninety nine, we we're it, like to a degree should we retire this thing? To a
1: degree that's uh that's every episode, but to do to a, 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 in a realer sense, we kinda never question it. It's like <laughs> this obligation we just put on ourselves a long time ago and we just we do it. And if someone's being a brat about it, uh we do it anyway. <laughs> we just do it. We just gotta do what we gotta do.
0: Just do it anyway. Yeah,
1: it's our little demon spawn. It's it's just like this, this cute thing that we just felt compelled to do because someone said we'd be good at it. Michael Donovan, shout out. Oh yeah. That's that's really who like when I, uh, when I think of like who's my pod father who like who helped give me the push.
0: That's good name, pod father. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was really. Who's cute. A,
1: who's your pod father? You. Yeah, but who would mine be? You think
0: michael donovan that makes yeah, sense right. and i think that we're some people's podfathers. we know some a lot of people have started podcasts. oh well,
1: well considering someone did that for me and gave me that encouragement uh, i prided myself on helping a lot of people get their podcast started there's a lot of this very equipment that we have here collecting dust in people's houses because you know who you are <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know who you are
1: yeah yeah that's okay it's kind of a ridiculous thing to feel compelled to do.
0: Well, I mean, if your expectations are low, like I think if you're like, I'm going to do this thing mm-hmm. and that's, that's the thing is just showing up and doing it. Yeah. But if you like, are like, well, I got to get to like a certain amount of views and my pod father doesn't even have that many views. So I don't even know <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. if it's
0: worth starting it now. I think that'll, that'll really hold you back.
1: I really think you can't, uh, yeah factor that stuff in nowadays because i i think we're we're all bound to toil in obscurity just there's so much going on it's it's unbelievable you know i was thinking about this today i was looking at the uh the coachella lineup and i'm like i don't know who any of these artists are
0: i know well it's it's been like five to ten years of me looking at lineups being like who are these bands
1: but but there there was a time when we would have recognized at least recognized every band on there
0: or at least where are
1: those bands
0: the top headliners
1: do you see how like disposable things have become like who the fuck are these groups and what happens? And to how like, long
0: are they going to be even around?
1: That's what I'm saying. I feel like that that well, window of opportunity to be around as like a player is like shrinking, especially when
0: like it's like there's trends even with how bands are named.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You can just see it. And you're like yeah.
0: like how it's obscure, obscure spelling, like weird. Yeah. Lowercase, uppercase. Oh,
1: that was definitely yeah, definitely like a symptom of like 2014. It's like capital S, the letter nine lowercase e it's like it's like some fucked up password is like your band's names like no one ever knew how to pronounce it or say it out loud
0: well i think that was that was the demon spawn of like this like uh obscure people on soundcloud who are just like making yeah weird beats and like almost don't want to be found
1: oh i like that you know i like that
0: yeah that's the vaporwave homies yeah
1: that's kind of like to me yeah because yeah, then
0: you're like, when you find it, you're like, whoa, like, I didn't even know I was digging for gold and I just found, like, a treasure.
1: Yeah. I found a whole new universe of it.
0: Exactly. And so maybe someone will find this podcast and be like, wow, look at this cool universe. I mean, this So point- if this is your first episode, welcome to episode 300, uh, season premiere of season three.
1: <laughs> yeah, we used to, uh, we used to always, like, have guests on. That That was, like... Like the, the idea that you and I would just sit down and do one of these would be like unheard of. It would it would have to be some sort of emergency situation, or like we're making an announcement, or we have something very important to talk about. For you and I, I don't I don't even know when the first time. Well, because we it, it was, was
0: like, oh shit, we need to have something to say, and then we're like, yeah, do we?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> do we need to have something to say, or can we just like hang out? Yeah. Hold some good space. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hang out with yeah. our friends.
1: Get high a little bit.
0: Get a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> Get a high, getting by, getting yeah. strange.
1: But it, I mean, it's cute because that was like, um, you know, it, it just like if you if you started from the beginning, which we, which you can't, by the way, you know, we've we've hidden back those episodes, we've taken them back because they have copyrights, infringements all over them. But if you were to been listening from the beginning, uh, you would have just heard like two very curious people trying to, you know, learn some things from people that we thought knew some things and who they thought knew some things and now i kind of know no one knows anything so i'm more interested in uh the hang i, I think d- that's where the essence of life is
0: i do i do love guests they bring a lot but
1: they got to be able to hang though if they're coming in there like i'm promoting my book like you can promote your book but on this you're we're just gonna hang we might get around to some of that subject matter but it's just gonna be a hang
0: Well, I think like our last real guest was like Mitch Horwitz and that was awesome. He like,
1: I could have done 10 more episodes with him right then and there. Like somebody that has like, that's, that's what's awesome. is like somebody that just has the encyclopedic knowledge, you know, they do and they're a good hang. That's Uh like the, he's, he is a top tier podcast guest, at least in, in what we can pull in for sure. And we, we've had a lot of them a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've had some really good times.
0: The heavy hitters.
1: Yeah. You know what I think of as some really classic episodes I wanna give a shout out? Uh, Ramin. Oh yeah. Anytime we've connected with Ramin on our podcast or his, they're always like to me like uh landmark episodes. Like the the to me I'm like we we always end up punching through to something new or like something I never expressed or did before on a podcast or you know, get loose in some other way or or dig into another dimension that I didn't even realize I knew about, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, his brain works in a special yeah, way yeah. that makes him really fun to mm-hmm. explore space with. Yeah. I mean, I think what I've been more contemplating lately is, like, also with us spending a lot of our time now watching Mets games, <laughs> shout out.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Definitely, You're, you got your Mets weed socks.
0: Yeah. Because um, we were watching it yesterday and we were like, it! it's like you were like are you cool watching this i'm like this is so relaxing
1: yo that you're such but you're unreal
0: uh, you really
1: are as, as term in terms of a partner like and if i was more of a sports fanatic like i don't i don't know if you'd be like this but like you're just so chill we listen all the same music you'll watch the mets game
0: well okay so the reason i love it though is kind of like similar to you is like everything is so stimulating like cut 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 uh like now when you watch trailers there's a trailer before the trailer
1: oh yeah
0: god you know what i mean
1: you told me that and i was like that's just so depressing anyway i want you to finish your point it's just so depressing
0: yeah i mean they want to they want you to watch the whole two minute trailer so they have to give you a like a 10 second mini trailer to start the trailer which is I just was like, Whoa Mayor pointed that out to me and I was like, What is going on?
1: What's going on is uh some the, the ad execs out there, they're overthinking it with that kind of thing. I don't know. I think it seems like an an algorithm told them to do that and the type of person that doesn't have the attention span to get through a trailer is never gonna go fucking watch your ninety minute movie. Like, just get real. It doesn't matter how many five second things you give them. <laughs>
0: so baseball has recently sped up the game yes because um basically they could fuck around on the mound the pitcher and the the batter could like step out of the box step into the box and now they have a 20 second countdown clock yeah for when the pitcher needs to lift his foot to throw the ball and it really has
1: it's very snappy. You watch it now and it's it's a very snappy game.
0: Cuz we were watching the end of last season, and I was like, it was like 4 hours every time I'm like. Yeah. This is long.
1: Especially like those late season playoff games and like they're just making sure they get everything right. Everyone's like being very tedious about all their little things.
0: It was enjoyable, but I find there's like a balance cuz I find this much more enjoyable mm-hmm. cuz something's always happening. Yeah. But it's not like in a snap it's it's more snappy but without chaotic it's like still like peaceful and you can be like, oh, we can, you know, we always look into the batter's height and age and oh, yeah. where they come from, where they, yeah. where, where and they And
1: we're going? only like, you got me on that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to anyone else, but. It's what like, do you mean?
1: It's the essence of our podcast. It's the essence of. uh the it, it, the the one song that that would define our journey.
0: Mhm.
1: Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Where did you come from? Where did you go?
0: Where did you come from, Cotton eyed Joe? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Joey. But
1: I uh just to just to round out our little baseball talk, which I know people love. <laughs> um I think actually they wouldn't they wouldn't mind us talking about this. But I uh I think it's like akin to a Grateful Dead show for me. Like when I when when I make the decision, like oh, it's time to listen to a Grateful Dead show, and I like take the time and pick it out and just know, like I'm putting this on, I'm not gonna skip any tracks or anything. It's, I'm just gonna experience this the way the audience did. It's the same thing with a baseball game. It's just like something f- something for that moment. It's just like easy breezy. It's like the same thing you just described about baseball. It's like all of it applies to a Grateful Dead show. And there's these moments of elation. And but it just kind of like just hypnotizes you into just like really calm, mellow place and it it might seem crazy that I'm like putting on the game every day, but it actually allows me like creativity. Because it's like it's like taking up it's occupying that space that I that it seems like everyone needs occupied now of like, am I bored? Like I have that on, it's like I'm not bored. That that's taken care of. (laughs) So I don't know. It just allows my mind to wander a little bit and we get an in interesting conversations and
0: it's very peaceful. I mean, if, if the cat, what are they called? The newscasters, sportscasters, Yeah, the if broadcasters, the broadcasters, if they weren't so entertaining, I would just throw on the dead show at the same time.
1: We did that the other night, but it kills me because I love the Mets announcers. And I, that's been, what I'm saying. They're the longest tenured announcers in baseball. They've been doing this together for 18 years
0: and like you were saying it's like the 86 Mets.
1: Yeah, Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, you know, they were on the last they were on the team, the 1986 Mets who were the last that's the last time they won a World Series. So, the all the players from that team are very near and dear to Mets fans hearts. And now they're calling the games and they always tell the old stories. And uh yeah, they make fun of how how lame the game's become that's like that's a that's a big thing because yeah, everyone's
0: the, so like gentlemanly and like lifting each other like handing each other their yeah, masks or their. they helmet. were
1: fucking playing in this game like literally at the peak of its debauchery and like people spiking each other people fucking sharpening their cleats just brawls on the field all the time doing cocaine i was about to say it was inims, all the cocaine smoking cigarettes in the dugout like just 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 sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and baseball.
0: They used to be badasses.
1: Truly, truly. Now they have a lot more to lose.
0: Yeah, the contracts are so big. There's like, it's not even that. It's just.
1: It partly is. I mean,
0: also, how about just cell phones? Like, you can't just go out. can't get away with anything. Sniff stuff in public.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't just go sniffing around New York City.
0: I mean, that's pretty much what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny Dykstra. Oh my God! Wild man.
1: Complete, total wild man. Yeah, there's a thirty. There's an ESPN thirty for thirty, a four part thing about the 1986 Mets. Highly recommend, even if you're not into sports. This is like one of the most entertaining teams and legendary teams any sport that there's ever been. The champ, the 1986 championship New York Mets. Watch that thing. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel produced it. I think it's an ESPN really good shit but i had a i had something i wanted to do with you i thought of it right as we were hitting record okay you so you know how like in tennis we try to get a volley going okay we try to do like gratitude tennis
0: oh okay you know
1: how like there's like drinking games like that like name a celebrity you know or or like you know we have to name presidents until someone can't and then you you got a drink or whatever
0: or like yeah okay
1: but i think um I, I think it's a really good thing to to speak our gratitude. Uh, it's a good practice for us. Like, I'm a little superstitious, so I do want to come on here and speak our gratitude. Um, but it's also, it's cool to hear other people talk about gratitude because it can give you ideas about what to be more grateful for in your life.
0: Yeah, I saw something the other day that actually really, I was like, oh, I should talk to your dad about this. But basically, it was like a, how to, like, use the chemicals in your brain to get happy, like hack your happiness.
1: Mm. How do you do it?
0: And there's an acronym dose which i love well
1: let's get dosed <laughs> <laughs>
0: and dopamine which is the f- d mm-hmm. um she was like gratitude is a way to spike your dopamine like listing the things you're grateful are for. you kidding me yeah you're
1: holding this back till now
0: well let me and let me tell okay. you the other ones okay then there's o oxytocin
1: orgasmic release
0: exactly it's from connection hugging yourself hugging a kitten you know just your lover your lover your boss yeah, any sort of, like, physical connection with yourself or with someone else um, can spike your, like, the, like the care and the mm-hmm. love drug. And then S is serotonin. And okay. she had a funny way of doing it. She was like, and maybe we could do this. this was, she was creepy as hell doing it, but she was like, the way you get serotonin is by laughing, one of the ways. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I... It doesn't really, your brain doesn't really know if it's real laughing or fake laughing. Like, if you fake laugh. I
1: love this one. I I love this.
0: And so, so the way she does it is she does, goes to ha, but 10 times. So she'll do ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 and then by like 10 you're like already you're like genuinely laughing, laughing. Yourself, yeah because yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. and i already I, I think i couldn't even nail five ha's yeah. so yeah um
1: it's good it's good shit let's
0: see yeah it, what else you got what okay okay and then e is endorphins which is like moving exercise. your body exercise yeah. wow which i really didn't want to exercise this morning i haven't wanted to exercise in a few days but i'm like just lift the fucking weights and i felt great
1: yeah, there's something to that, too. It actually does something for your brain chemistry when you are when you lift heavy things.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Not just exercise, but, like, lifting? Because yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then I did it, and, like, I was a couple hours, like, an hour or so later, I was like, wow, I'm having, like, a great day. Mm. And I think it's because I, like, took the time to, like, make my body strong, do the stretching and squats and whatever the f- hell. Yeah. So, yeah, you. what do you want to do? You want to say you're grateful for something first?
1: Yeah, we're just going to go back and forth. They can be quick or we can expand on them or whatever. Okay. You want to try it?
0: I'm grateful for you.
1: I'm grateful for you as well. Cass Greener. Um, my, my, the the love of my life.
0: What, are you going to get sappy now?
1: No, I just want to, it's just, I'm, I'm just adding a little tag.
0: I'm <laughs> just adding a little razzle-dazzle. Yeah, come on. Um. Um. I'm grateful for this podcast and like the community and... Everyone who I uh, see, I'm gonna do like three Go in for one. It. Yeah, that's fine. Um, everyone who like on the Discord shares different things about their life or where they're at, cause I just I get so much from it and seeing people interface and interact like. Oh, it's I think, like the joy of my life. I think that the reason that we do keep doing this is like people write and be like, hey, I don't really have friends like you in my hometown, and this yeah. is a way that people can connect with people who we are kind of like. We don't
1: either. Like, so. It's it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, but it is. There is, yeah, us either. It's like something about connecting with like-minded people, like-minded heads that, you know, kind of are just like, yeah, something else is going on in this crazy world, but we're not going to take it too seriously, but we're going to laugh about it.
1: Yeah, it's a prayer from years ago to find the others. We learned that from Douglas Rushkoff. Yeah. Whatever. Is that his name? Rushkoff. Yeah. Not Koff well, yeah, <laughs> That's, That's when he dies. That's what it'll be. Um,
0: he Rushkoffed all of <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I'm grateful for Mare, Mare Bear. Oh, of all of course. Her, her music, which is available on all platforms. I'm grateful for her new album, uh, Bedroom Fairy and any kind just the fact that we're she lets us in her life and she lets us contribute and inspire her she runs things by us like this is a music nerd's dream like if you've ever seen the movie high fidelity he has a one-night stand with like this hot musician and he's just like that's mare but it's not a one-night stand it's just been going on and on it's
0: and she lets you say things to her and maybe incorporates your thoughts that's fine
1: yeah yeah it's incredibly intoxicating, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I wonder which of the dose all that sets off on me, but it does probably
0: something. a, f- a few of them. Yeah. yeah, sure.
1: Nuclear bomb of uh, brain chemicals go off. Totally. Yeah, Mare Bear available on all platforms. Her new bed. Her new album is called Bedroom Fairy. Hell yeah! What else you got?
0: Wait, I'm grateful for Mare too. Can I just say that? Okay,
1: cool. I'm grateful that um, I could breathe through my nose right now. I I had it last night or last week. I was. Uh, just out of nowhere I was like just a little stuffed up for a few days I'll add to that uh, that I don't have a headache at the moment and I also had a headache for like four days mysteriously I don't know what it was maybe I had COVID
0: why would you say that
1: I'm thinking about it now I'm describing mysterious symptoms of just like being stuffed up and having a headache for three days no, you'd know seasonal allergies You'd know. but it's just one of those things it's like when when something's that off with your body it's hard to at least for me to kind of flourish in any way oh yeah I mean so, very grateful for that
0: When I started doing the gratitude checklist in the morning, or not checklist, that sounds so official, but like when I started waking up instead of Googling all the things I thought was wrong with me and how to fix them and said like, I'm grateful for this bed. I'm grateful for a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I can hear. I'm grateful that I can taste. Like it's just like the simplest sensory stuff that we take for granted so quickly and so easily. And that's, I mean, when I used to visit my grandparents and like see old people you know more regularly like i think it's important for us to yeah
1: feast your eyes on this shit well and living with your
0: parents like they're not old people but they're older and like they're you know your dad's like huffing and puffing in the morning because he has like a lot of back pain and hips and joints and stuff like that and it's just like a reminder of like be really grateful that's i mean and that's what gets my ass out in the streets running it's like i can what the yeah, fuck? you're young. You're, you're Sexy, weekend. healthy body time. Sexy, healthy bodies. Yeah. Sexy, healthy bodies. Yes. So I think that's a really good... Uh, see, you're going to ping it to me and I'm going to be like, boom, That's boom, fine, boom, but five. that's what this is. That's what we're okay. getting a thing going. Okay.
1: Because then it gets deeper and more nuanced.
0: Yeah. And I try to tell your dad, like, he can be grateful for his body even when it's in pain. Like, you can be grateful for your body because you can be like, well, I have back pain, but I don't have you know, heart pain, or I don't have a cold mm. right now, or, you know, I have all my toes, or yeah. whatever.
1: Um, I'm grateful for uh, the the art of Bob Dylan. I'm grateful that I, <laughs> I exist in a timeline where he's an important figure. And he has been to me my whole life, and he just continues to mesmerize me and uh, keep me very inspired that even someone like him exists. And He's just been so steadfast at what he does, and uh, I could I could fill up a whole podcast just talking about Bob Dylan. We should do that. But um, I'm I'm very appreciation. I'm I'm very grateful for him, and I I don't know. I guess the reason I immediately go to him is because I think he influenced every single other person we could possibly name, including the Beatles.
0: He wrote the songs that you're like. There was a time before that song was written. Yeah, yeah. There's so many songs like that that you're just like. Yeah. Whoa! Most of them someone are by, by had, Bob Dylan, and someone had to write this song. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, very um, grateful for that. Yeah. What do you got?
0: My mom. My mm, mom. She's damn, good she's one. Uh, living her best life. She uh, has been quarantined for two three years, and was like, "I'm going to France," and she is in France. Badass. Oh, she's such a badass. She booked herself a little Airbnb in some obscure town, and is going around and doing little arts and drawings. And I just, I'm grateful. I mean, there's, I could like, I could do a whole thing. Everyone knows the, all the gratitude they have for the people in their life that are so close to them. I don't have to go into the details, but in a broader sense, I'm grateful that she's like stayed devoted to creativity yeah. and art and moving that sort of energy. Cause it really inspires me, you know? And I think like, like Bob Dylan, any artist, who shares either their gifts or just shares the inspiration of like doing art because then it remember, reminds you like, oh, there's like, I could get better at this sort of thing. I could mm-hmm. express myself visually or explore my inner world visually, you know?
1: Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. Uh, very grateful for my sister, Caitlin. Yeah. My whole family. Yeah. And I'm I'm grateful for their, their health. Uh everybody in the family seems to be doing good right now. And, you know, there's a lot of health scares obviously with my family, but, uh, seems like everyone's doing pretty good right now. I'm very grateful for that. And Caitlin has just been, uh, the reason my family's still together and as tight as they are, probably the reason my parents are still together. The reason I feel comfortable, um, having you know, operating out of their household right now is because, you know, she needs us and it puts me into a, uh, a a gratitude mindset but also like a service-minded type of way of looking at things like always try to be sweet to Katie and always you know try to be good to her because like her world is very small and we're a big part of it so she's just a constant reminder to be in service and be sweet and be in the moment because that's all she really has that's what she has she doesn't think about the future in our way so she doesn't really have anxiety the way we do yeah yeah which that's, is great, that's like, great. and it's very calming to be around her in that way. Like, you could sit there and just play Connect Four with her for hours, and she'll just have the biggest smile on her face the whole time. Because she, that's she's just all about the moment. She just wants to have a good time, and she's probably uh, of of all the of all the the spiritualists and people I've listened to. Whatever, Caitlin's probably been the most important figure in terms of a person in my life that has affected my spirituality.
0: Uh, do you want to extract even more
1: about about that yeah sure watching somebody have many seizures and like cling to life and hurt themselves and come in and out of consciousness and just being on the edge just uh it's like a it's like a near-death experience kind of so you get to kind of live that with them and you go through something every time you have to protect them
0: well talk about the gratitude when she comes out of a seizure you're like oh okay
1: yeah or when she comes out of 25 in a row yeah. and you're like i think we're calming down remember that night i was like oh okay it's been two minutes it's been five minutes yeah it's been 10 minutes it's been 15 it's been 20
0: yeah she had like a 100 in like an hour or something. yeah it
1: was it was a uh, pure insanity and it's just, it, it gives you uh, just a sense of like what real chaos is and you know, the the things that, that uh, just really can get me emotional still because like, there's, there's like, it's only uh, you, you have a finite amount of fucks to give in this life, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I think y- you haven't used up as much of that. So I don't think you have a sense of, you know, like I'm, I'm running on fumes at this point.
0: Of things uh, to care about.
1: That that genuinely get you like, whew, you know, it's part of why I want to watch the Mets. Is, is like th- It brings that online a little bit, just like that passion. That's something, you know, giving a fuck. You only have so much of that in your life. And like with Katie, like she just reminds me, I really do. I really yeah, do.
0: We expired a bunch of f- fucks. <laughs> your parents are like, you guys don't give a fuck. I mean, they don't say that to us, but they. it's kind of the...
1: We don't give a fuck about all the stuff that they're used to everyone giving a fuck about because we exist in a different world and in a different economy than they can even fathom and they don't have their heads fully wrapped around that. also have seen
0: how we've been completely manipulated. Everything that's being fed us is exactly that, something that's being fed us, so we're just, like, less invested in someone else's storyline. Yeah. You know, just trying to take the Terrence McKenna prescription of, like, create your own culture, don't necessarily consume
1: turn on tune in and drop out it goes even before mckenna oh yeah yeah i think that is a healthy prescription for somebody who can do something about it i i that i think that phrase has been you know wildly bastardized over the years but it does apply to uh, our life and the way we started to see things and doing something about it so I I think, and the interesting is, thing is when we first started being like this, our parents were very concerned, and now they're like, oh, I think like now they're like, oh, you guys are. You care more about your happiness than your comfort. The two aren't as tied up uh, as for us, and it take and it took uh, it's, it takes a continual deprogramming to kind of stay like this, and, also- and having a muse with you in person to remind you and every day i see you and i'm like this would be insane if i if i wanted to go be away from her for any amount of time to go off to separate jobs i'm like i want to be with you you're my beautiful woman
0: well we could get mad about the story we can't touch or we could tend to the garden we can touch and that's like our relationship it's supporting our families it's trying to be um yeah there's just it's like a i don't know anything
1: that's inciting anger and rage and negativity in you and and when you think about it you literally can't do anything about it drop it drop it like a bad habit it's it's a tumor that's looking to grow in you and some some tumors are benign but uh some of them are very malignant especially like the political and religious stuff and the spiritual stuff and i I don't know i've just seen too many people get sucked into an ideology that just ultimately really doesn't work for their life but they feel like they're all in on it and this and that. And uh, I think we've just chosen to kind of be our own religion. And I think that's what artists really need to do. (laughs) So I'm very grateful that uh, the idea of being an artist is even a thing. Yeah. And that we can kind of just tune our frequency to that. And it seems like everything works out when we – continue to tune our frequency to that and serve that God in our life.
0: Very devoted. Yeah. Very devoted. Mm-hmm. I'm all out of gratitude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, I'm like grateful for like clean air, you know, like it's going to seems like it's going to be harder to come by clean air, yeah, fresh oh, yeah. water. You have to buy it Buy everything. Yeah. But while well, we got it, let's appreciate it and try to preserve it and try to fight for It's preservation and prioritize that. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty big one.
1: I'm grateful for like um, going uh, like long walks and long hikes. I think those have been an integral part in my mental health. And it sounds very simple and trite, but I don't think anyone's ever gone for a long walk and regretted it. Just throwing that out there. So if you're feeling any kind of way and you want to switch it up, go for a long walk.
0: Take us with you.
1: Yeah, take us with you. Throw us in your little ears and take a long walk. Maybe you're doing that right now. That's what I do.
0: Yeah, just listen to podcasts and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll be listening to a podcast sitting on my fucking ass and then be like, I shouldn't be sitting on my ass. It's not like I can't keep listening to this. So I'm very grateful for the cell phone technology that allows me to go for a long ass walk and listen to some funny ass comedians. So is the only podcast I I listen to.
0: So do you think season three is – do you think we're getting into, like – I think season one was, like, all right, guests, take this really seriously. Like, interview people. Like, try to be almost, like, more – like, we were, like, oh, we're documentarians, but our documentaries are, like, more of a vibe. So let's do – let's, like, document in a way where we're, like, more informational. And that was the podcast. And I feel like that was season one. We were, one. like,
1: pouring a foundation. We were getting, like, our structural roots in place for even, like – anything that we could decorate in the future
0: season two was like all right we're going to be more personal it's going to be more about like
1: season two is church of chill episode 100 is called church of chill
0: yeah so that's like where we're like more psychedelic being more open with our personal journey trying to like figure out what's going on in life and talking about it
1: pandemic times uh switching over to youtube putting our show on youtube letting the people see our beautiful faces. <laughs>
0: Um and then season three is gonna be like uh, no fucks given I guess like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's hard to say and it's I think that's what's say. what's exciting about what we do is like uh, we're not dialed into a gimmick
0: and also because we're like we don't owe this to anyone besides like ourselves pretty much. We can be really loose, but we're going to be on the road a lot this year.
1: Yeah. And we're going to meet some interesting people. With
0: Joey a lot. Hopefully we'll have some interesting people on the podcast. But also I'm thinking like, I don't know. It's This is just a space to be foolish. I'm like, life is a place to be foolish is like kind of where <sighs> I'm at. Like, I just want to be foolish. I just want to have a funny time. Mm-hmm. I just want to laugh, help people relax and laugh yeah. and hang out and.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's hard to do if you don't have a figure for that within your life. So hopefully we can be that for some people, like in in like a parasocial way. Just know that there's that there's people out there that aren't taking themselves too seriously. I think we take the work very seriously, but
0: it's a balance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just try not, uh, like really, honor like a like a calling or a message that we continually feel and it's, and it's hard to say even what it is, but I think that uh, we, I just, I like the world better when um am seeing it as a, a more connected and magical place. Yeah. So I want to continue to figure out how to dial in that prescription to just see it like that all the time and whatever little clues and tips and shortcuts that we can collect along the way. That's what, that's what I want to report on here for sure.
0: <laughs> serious reporting,
1: yeah. But it's serious reporting about like learning how to not give a fuck. And I, I think, I think that's what's cool about like our age difference and our age difference with Mare. It's like Mare's in her twenties, you're in your thirties, and I'm in my forties.
0: We got the decades covered.
1: We do, we do. And if uh, yeah, but somehow we all like really get on really well, and it's like, I don't know. But I, I think that's. That's what's so rad about getting into your 40s is like uh, you care less. You just care less.
0: My 30s have been awesome.
1: Oh, th- it was that was the best. It was it's the best. It's it's awesome. Your your body's fucking firing on all cylinders. You got a but little wisdom. But you also wisdom. just are like people take you seriously.
0: Yeah, but you're th- but you're also not taking yourself as seriously anymore because like in your 20s and late 20s you're like, I got to figure this thing out.
1: Got to figure out what I am. Because that's what you're asked your whole life leading up to. Like, what
0: are you? Who are you? What are you What are you trying
1: to be? What are you going to be? And there's a lot of pressure to figure that out. You hit 35 and you're like,
0: I don't know. I'm just here, man.
1: (laughs) Well, you're like, who am I doing this for? (laughs) What, What, you know, I'm not doing this for some teacher or or a boss or my parents, I'm doing this for me.
0: Yeah. You have, what do I want
1: this to be about?
0: And that's like what life is, is like kind of figuring out your personal ethos of like, what is life about? What's important to me? What are my, what's important to how are my days important? And then you structure your life accordingly. Like, okay, I want to like love and support, have a child and support and have a nuclear family and like Mm -hmm. grow a beautiful garden of a family. Like for some people that's like really purposeful and beautiful beautiful. and it's a beautiful thing. And for us it's like we want to fuck about, so that's not our garden. Yeah. We I'm like I'm obsessed with the idea of like what people do when they're 20. They're like, "Oh, I'll take a year off and backpack around Europe." I'm like every time I'm hanging out or going for one of those hikes, I'm like, "We should be fucking backpacking around Europe."
1: <laughs> and the thing
0: is like when college kids are doing it, they don't have that much money. Like no. it is
1: It's doable. Doable, especially
0: yeah. for people who are like we don't have a mortgage right now. Yeah. So I'm just like looking for those avenues to like be less tied down in every way.
1: Of course. Of course. And I mean, then the, some people... the reason we don't have our own place right now is because we'd feel too tied down. It's not like we don't have the money to do so. It's we, we could get our own place, but it's like it feels a little too serious for for who we are right now. Homeownership feels way too serious for for who we think we are.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think that has to do, but some people are like very floaty and they need that structure and they want that home and they want to build that beautiful garden. And so it's just like, I think that's what happens in your thirties. You're like, wait, how, how do I want the rest of my life to be?
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's when you have to set yourself up for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why like I did and continue to go balls to the wall with the filmmaking thing because, uh, like like being an artist i think we talked about this in the last podcast it's like something it's it's the only job i can think of that like you you take you appoint yourself that thing and it's up to you to you know keep that going it's 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 just solely on you and if you make it about other people you're you're that's not art that's like a career that's that's a whole different thing if it's about you and your expression, then, yeah, that's that's art, and that's that's kind of what we're tuned to. And we'll do stuff to pay our bills, of course, but hopefully it can be in the medium that we love, documentary.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're finally at this place where we're starting to, like, we put devoted so much personal resources and energy towards making films that were not financially, that, that were an investment. They weren't financially uh, lucrative or whatever. Yeah. And now it feels like the tides are turning. So we like built a foundation that's like allowing us to finally step into a place where we're getting the financing we need for movies and and a pathway towards, uh, you know, doing this like where art is our career. Yeah. It's a prayer that I continue and I will not forget. Like, and it's an ongoing prayer. It's not like, oh, we're on the other side of that. Art's our career. It's like, no, it's.
1: You really can't rest on your laurels.
0: Never. You can never you rest can't on any do laurels. It. I
1: mean, I've had moments where I feel like I can for like, but it's always like three weeks. And I'm like, I'm bored with myself. This is ridiculous. Like, I'm resting on my laurels. Like,
0: well, I think there's this idea that like you're going to get somewhere, or something's going to happen, and you're going to be like, all right, well, now Kick I can back. put my feet up. Yeah. And that's like, at least in our experience. And I don't know anyone who has that. I don't know. Like life is not, that's not what life is. And no life is.
1: That's when you die. Yeah. That's what happens. Why do you think these musicians who are multi, multi millionaires, if not billionaires are still out there touring? Why do you think Paul McCartney's still out there? Why do you think the stones are still out there? Why do you think Phil Lesh is still out there? Bob Weir. What do you think these guys are doing? They're trying not to die. Mm-hmm. They They know that you go home and you sit still and you kick back, you fucking start aging at a crazy pace. And, your body just starts withering away and the universe takes you back and it's all good. Like they've, they've done their thing here, but.
0: Well, that's, is that what the universe wants? The universe wants something from us. I mean, if mm. what it wants from every person is different probably. Yeah. yeah. But like it wants something.
1: Well, that's why it's worth listening to your heart. Cause that's, what's telling you what the universe wants. From like
0: you, you got to pay to be here. And it, like, it's gotten so dark cause it feels like, oh, you got to work this certain job and and pay and like there is that way but obviously like we did wooks you know there's a way of going about this that's alternative where it's not a traditional job but like those people are paying they're just not paying in their time to like a company but they're paying in their own way like um with challenges and insecurity and instability and and whatever it is there's like gonna be there's a cost. It's kinda Yeah. It's kinda like well, I don't want to say it. Go
1: for it. No. Come on, Cass, what are you crazy?
0: Well, I was gonna say something inappropriate. It's okay. And this we've we've had the saying for a long time. This is not a new saying. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it Yeah, Of course. What are you kidding me? <laughs> it reminds me of we've been saying this for many, many years. Um but it's uh no, I can't even say it, I'm sorry.
1: Is it is it a quote from the movie The Last Detail?
0: Is I think so.
1: Yeah, where it's, where they where the guy says one way or another, pussy's gonna cost you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he and it does he say or did we add, it, it, and and it'll cost you at the very least it'll cost you other pussy.
1: We added that part.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's us being twisted jokers, but but it's true and and it's true in what in the in the larger sense of what you're saying like this li- life will cost you it'll cost you your life yeah you know so you i don't know i I just think it's just it's never too late or too early to start doing the shit you want to do exclusively for real for real that would be the main piece of takeaway advice i would want to give for every episode of this whole thing like it's never too late to say fuck it i'm going to start doing the thing i want to do with my life magic starts happening when the universe feels people Start being that way, and and because it, it's really a respect thing. It's about having respect for yourself. It's about saying like, all that other shit, all that static and noise, trying to, that trying to pull me towards the shit other people have and want, doesn't apply to me. I see the world differently, and I want to continue to see it differently, and.
0: That's what like yeah being close to any sort of like big losses really c- can change people in that way of like oh no no I'm not waiting I'm not waiting for this moment to happen to do the perfect thing like I'm I need to build this thing oh I was reading Alex and Allison Gray they got in a car accident like a long time ago but it was it they wrote a little thing about I don't know how this came across my whatever but reinforcing that like they need to build this temple like this is their mission and they're going to do it and do it sooner and do it faster our friend Wes had a brush with someone who passed recently and Mm -hmm. he's like i'm not fucking around like we're here for like that it's like a blink and it feels really long and you can make it feel longer and the days feel really long but
1: and if you ignore that Sometimes the, the universe will hit you with some fucking wild shit, some real loss or a car accident or getting fired or whatever, a breakup, just the thing that you need to shake yourself awake. And a lot of people will continue to hit the snooze button on that Yeah. in life. And uh, I know that there's been parts of my life when I have, but I've gotten so disciplined about this just because I'm keenly aware that I'm not a filmmaker unless I'm making films i gotta make films that's what i love doing so i gotta do it and uh yeah but i've definitely gone through that i've definitely been the person who's like i can fucking kick back but it's just not a comfortable state for me and i think that's part of what keeps us going it's just like i've never gotten comfortable there's been no amount of money that's made me comfortable Do you you know what I mean by that? There's like, there's never been like, oh, we booked the job. I'm comfortable now. I'm fine. We're going to be fine. Like it's, it's never like that. If anything,
0: it's like the least comfortable. Like we were like, we reflecting on having our own apartment was great, but like, it also was like very distracting because
1: extremely distracting,
0: we would just like be able to host all the time. And as people who love our friends, like our day would be like, all right, we were going to get stuff done. And then our friends coming over and smoking a blunt at 1 PM and that's our day. Yeah. And I, God, I love those times, but it was like, um. I don't know but also I think like people get so stressed like I got to be doing something so much that they're just like on a hamster wheel that's like not really move. you have to like do one big thing a day <laughs> yeah. or like one significant thing a day or have like max three things that you're working on like I think there's some good rule- advice I think there's some I don't I, this is what advice I've heard like there's some rules to this thing or some guideposts to how to like actually get move things along is not over flood your system with everything you want to do unless you're one of those people who can handle it good if you are so good but unlikely you're just spending time talking listen to us <laughs> 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 uh really? no. you don't have to last time i did that i got dopey no,
1: t- i am dopey i'm twisted um i'm very grateful though um just overall it's good. Spring is here. We have some things that are keeping us motivated to stay creative. And
0: uh, Oh, want to know something grateful? Please. Like we are able to like connect in a house by ourselves right now. Yeah. And nudity. That's, nudity. <laughs> I mean, if you have your own place, say some gratitude prayers because.
1: Oh, I, you know, when we had our own place and you were just walking around naked all the time. And there was and like all that stuff. I, I was counting my blessings. Like, <laughs> it's hard not to when beautiful women are walking around naked, and you've facilitated the situation where they're comfortable enough to do that. Like it's, I, I was basking in gratitude.
0: Bathing, us uh, so being bathing beauties. Oh, yeah. I, well, Mary, yeah. As long as it's warm enough, Mary will be nude. Yeah. Just sometimes we have to cover her up. We say we're out here. <laughs> <laughs> There's people around. Um. You want me to? You want to keep going with the gratitude thing?
1: How could it ever stop?
0: I'm grateful for weed. Oh, um, grateful for fucker. all the drugs. You fucker.
1: You yeah, that, was, that was that was. I mean, look, it was low hanging fruit. Somebody was going to get it, but that was going to be my next one. It's good for weed and drugs.
0: Weed and drugs. Mind
1: altering substances. Is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I'm very grateful for them. I'm great. It's changed my life. It's given me life. It's given me a real life. Like I honestly, before drugs, not before the shift in consciousness that drugs allowed me i was not present ever like i don't know where i was anxious confused fearful stressed like and then drugs scared the shit out of me and Mm -hmm. made me realize what that even means to live your life in that state and i was like i don't want to do this anymore
1: yeah you were in a more rigid construct i guess i was too before drugs came along
0: well, just thinking like I'm being a good person by worrying, like I'm gonna, I'm going yeah. to like be more productive or do like that. If I worry all the time, that's how I'll get through this life better. Yeah. And then drugs made me realize like that's ridiculous. Uh,
1: that ain't doing you or anyone around you any good because it's no. stealing your joy. It's stealing from the present moment. It's stealing from the opportunity that is every breath to just. Decorate this life with good, new, fresh memories and experiences. And when you're checked out and you're living in the future, because that's all anxiety is—like, you just can't do that.
0: I yeah I didn't. And you wore
1: it. It's so funny.
0: I didn't realize. I mean, this is, season two was a lot of me talking about anxiety or whatever. But yeah, it's so present in so many people's lives that it's like worth talking about. And it, like, has different flavors. It's not always anxiety. There's different yeah. things that take us out of the moment.
1: It's the mold that's that's around you. And you have to break the mold. And there's a way to do it. And for you, uh, it was drugs. Drugs is, like, a very easy shortcut to that. And if and if you're a conscious being and you're not a, an a- addictive personality, that can be so useful. But a lot of times people use it as, like, the, like, they, they get confused. They get confused. They can
0: be very confusing. I even said that the other day. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what? A, how would have drugs affected me if I didn't have you to catch me? You know what I mean? Like,
1: You might not have done them.
0: Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but to catch each other and be like, oh, like, this r- reality is solid enough. As crazy as it felt. Like, it's solid enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might not be solid. The solidity of it might be an illusion, but it's solid enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. No, I'm very grateful for um, weed and and all drugs, I will say that. Weed, definitely, and just in terms of uh, keeping me a mellow dude, keeping me in my creativity, um, keeping me in my good sleep cycle, and eating good.
0: Yeah, you don't eat without weed, which is kind of funny.
1: Yeah, it just takes a little bit because I think there's just like a natural low buzz of anxiety that uh, like me not on weed, like I'm better about it now and I can, I can do my thing, but my appetite is just like, it's barely there when, when I'm not on the weed. That's okay. I've come to terms with that. I work so I can get weed so I can stay healthy.
0: Grateful for all the plants.
1: Yeah, we're plant-based. They're so pretty. We rely on them.
0: Grateful for, I mean, modern technology, I everything. Uh, Clothes.
1: Movies. Movies. Yeah. I'm grateful for the Criterion Collection.
0: Yeah, we've been watching some erotic thrillers, I guess you'd call them. Yeah.
1: It's so cool that, like, I think that uh, as we move more and more to this future, like I'm saying, we're there's just so many artists and so many things and it's just like crazy. I think uh, curation is going to be a huge thing moving forward. Like the, the actual human beings, not AI, not what some company thinks you should hear or see, but like people that are just, that have really done the work in terms of listening to the music and assessing these things and watching the movies. I, I think that kind of curation, the people that have the attention span to really comb through things and we do it with music i definitely do it with music I, I try to do it with movies i'm very much more selective about the movies we watch cuz they take up so much time um but yeah so the the criterion channel is so awesome because they curate every month they just curate a whole new batch of movies and they get into different themes and different directors different actors different time periods uh yet right now they have one out that's like 30 films all erotic thrillers and they're like b movies but movies are so good, and at least they used to be.
0: Or movies used are now so bad. Yes.
1: <laughs> but, like, yeah, watching a B-movie from the 90s is, like, awesome.
0: It's awesome. It's,
1: it's so cool. And just seeing how this form has been used and seeing the things that don't age well and the things that do and the stuff that's timeless. Because, like, that's a huge goal with our art is what does to it, make it timeless.
0: Does, does something pop into your mind that didn't age well than the movie we watched recently?
1: um god so many fucking things don't age well um one that we watched recently see we're careful we're careful about that but like we randomly watched that movie poison ivy with drew barrymore and i mean that was like a that was like a hit movie when it came out and you watch it now and it looks like it's just like it looks good and it sounds good and everything but it's just like just like really rough around the edges and just like a script like this wouldn't get made now yeah just, you really, it just it was not the best script. not the best script at all.
0: talking about curation, I went through and took all because you've been making playlists of all our favorite artists, yeah. like and putting them kind of in an order and getting grabbing the best songs and for some reason I've wanted to be able to just go to your Spotify and find all those playlists, but you can't because Spotify somehow limits to like yeah. a certain amount of public playlists anyway, I took all your playlists and put them on our website in a hidden site part but it's called veryape.tv slash playlist and you can see all sean's curated uh playlists he's made of like different artists so far and there's a lot of them on that yeah at least at least like almost like 70 or something wow
1: yeah i've been doing that for years because that was it was one of those things i used to feel like i was paying for spotify and i'm just like renting the music i already own and it just felt like uh and, and you just like looking at that blank search bar, like, what do I want to listen to? So I was just like, I got to do this like I have my record collection. When I want to listen to something and I can't think of what that thing is, I go through my records. So I wanted to have Spotify version of that. So over the years, just whenever I think of an artist I love, I'll sit there and I'll listen to their whole catalog again. And I'll pull everything and put it in an order.
0: I mean, it's so helpful because, like, I mean, my favorite one is the CSNY playlist. I throw that on all the time. Yeah, and, like, for C S N
1: Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, like, I do do their stuff that they did together. I do the stuff that's just uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I do all their solo stuff, and I try to put it in an order that's... uh
0: that makes sense.
1: Well, that that you're not like just hearing the obvious hits right away.
0: Yeah, because it's like when you go to anything, it's like Spotify does it, where it's like, oh, the top most popular songs. It's like
1: no, th- those aren't always the best one. I will dig around and find the hits. My Butthole Surfers playlist, I'm very proud of that one. Ween, obviously, the the Ween one is just like all their songs. So yeah, it, some no, of them. Yeah, some of them are like that. My Beach Boys playlist, though, I think most people could go on there and click on that and not even realize they're li- listening to the Beach Boys because these are all like, you know, I, I went for like the deeper cuts and stuff that I think people wouldn't find otherwise. Could be lost in the dustbin of history. Which, you know, I'm here for these artists to carry their torch. <laughs> and most of these artists are from like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yeah, but I put together a lot of playlists. It's one of the things that I like doing. Because like, you know me, I'm like, I'm always cleaning up, tidying up. That's like, curation especially music curation is like my way of doing that like there's just this mess of music out there and I just get in there and I organize it that's what those church of chill episodes are it's like here's the vibe I felt this week and here's all the songs that I decorated around that vibe so and I'm done 158 of those
0: crazy they're all
1: on patreon.com slash church of chill
0: i tried to do one episode for church or chill around episode 88 i was like well i was born in 88 maybe i should do episode 88 i spent like i don't know a few hours thinking about it a few days and i was like this is freaking hard
1: it's kind of like directing i think it would be hard right away and then like the second you start doing it um you realize it's just like I know, it's but just I had, like like little choices that are going to lead to... There's only one way something is going to come out. Yeah. There's only one way a playlist is going to come out. There's only one way a film is going to come out. There's only one way this podcast is going to come out. So you start to get confident in the person that's doing that process and making just little decisions. I think it's
0: okay to say it's a skill that I think... Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. I'm, I'm saying it, it actually makes me feel good because it's just like one of the places that I get in flow when I'm directing, when I'm curating, or doing one of these episodes or... Or whatever it's one of those places where i feel very in my confidence and the decisions are not only easy they're just obvious they don't even feel like decisions it's just like it's like i'm clearing away that stuff that didn't belong all the songs in history that didn't belong in this 22 minute or this this 22 song playlist i'm putting together for this week i'm just clearing away all those other things same thing same thing when we make a movie it's just like before you shoot it, you're just like clearing away all the things that aren't. Like we're making wild magic right now. It's like right now we're just in that like what's not wild magic? Okay, we're avoiding that, we're avoiding that, we're avoiding that. And you start to get a little bit of a closer view of what it is. And it just it it starts to it starts to come alive and make itself. And then, you know, like right now we have people rallying around like trying to help us shoot with people and find cool places. Like we're just looking for the most this is how we're spending our summer. Me, you and Joey are going around shooting the most magical, mystical people, places and things we can find. And some of those things are gonna be obvious. Some of them are going to be people we could have never come across unless we were out there literally on the road with our eyes peeled for this type of thing. And that movie's called wild magic. We've been talking about it for a while, but we're, this is where the rubber meets the road. And, uh, yeah, we want everyone's help with it. So if anyone knows, uh, People, places, and things in New Orleans. That's something we need a lead right now because we're going to be spending, I think, a week down
0: there. But yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere because we're going all over this country.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But.
0: And thank you to people who have already shared some leads with us. That was actually super valuable and appreciated. We're
1: taking people up on it. Like, yeah. that's how we're making this movie. There's no way to make this movie with an uptight attitude. If you're making something called Wild Magic you have to just free fall into the universe and it's a terrifying thing because people gave us money to make this one. So it's like you start to think like, oh, we have a client or like, you know, we have the, whatever, but there's only one way to make it and it's the way we're about to go make it. And I thought we could do it another way and we'd just keep adjusting course and then it's like, nope, this is how we're making this one. And you can already feel the sparkles as we get closer to it. It's really cool. Yeah. And And it's going to be a rainbow and we're just going to follow the rainbow to the pot of gold at the end.
0: Yeah, and we'll uh we'll keep you guys posted along the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. But Season yeah. three. Season three. Wow magic time. <laughs> <laughs> um is that it? Have you had enough? I'll I'll hit another dab. I'll I'll keep hanging out if you want to. I don't give a fuck.
0: Sure. <laughs>
1: we'll wrap it up. I know my girl. <laughs> Cass has had enough, y'all.
0: <laughs> I love it. I do love it. I, <laughs> I do love it. I get a little it. tired, and, I'm not <laughs> tired. I I could talk to you forever. I will talk to you forever.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, any of this made sense, but we're trying to uh, trying to be like a drug. Really.
0: Be the drug.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've done we've done many episodes about that that fact that people are drugs. People are stronger than drugs. So. What what kind of drug are you? How do people feel when you enter the scene? <laughs> what do you what do you make happen to them?
0: Yeah, I used to be a lot more interested in shaking people's tight ropes and I'm not as interested in that anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I think we fancied ourselves as acid people, like we are acid. Yeah. And now I'm much more like now I'm like I'm like a nice joint, but I think because we've gone so far out, we can't help but represent and be acid to people
0: right because yeah if someone's living your life kind of alternatively it's kind of like oh. even if we're
1: not trying to draw attention to it just me you and Mare going around living our life is acid like you're gonna come across people that that just kind of like blows their mind and makes them start questioning their decisions or their relationship or their sexuality or whatever so i think as much as i i don't really fancy wanting to shake people's tightrope like that i really it is funny though it is fucking hilarious.
0: it is fucking funny when people like did a certain prescription and they're like wait there were other options it's like yeah it's
1: like yeah you weren't using your creativity infinite
0: options you got hypnotized
1: by the thing you got hypnotized by that machine yeah that just wants to fucking grind you up and turn you into a good worker like fuck that don't get hypnotized by that shit you know you don't have to be a good worker
0: yeah and you don't have to be just a you can shake up your relationship. Ooh,
1: now we're talking. What do you mean?
0: I don't know. If your relationship's not working, make it work. I don't know.
1: How would you suggest I people don't, go about doing it that?
0: It really depends. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily think that, like, bringing other partners into the mix is always the prescription no, at all. No,
1: no, no, not at all. Um. I think getting a clear view of what the issues are is where all of this needs to start before... Because, you know, you hear a lot of people like, uh, I, was, I I don't know how I'm feeling this and that, so I went to my partner and said I wanted to be in an open relationship. It's just like, that's an ultimatum. That's not how you work with somebody. That's like, you know, if you came to me with a decision you've already made and we didn't arrive at that together, like, wouldn't, doesn't that just feel like kind of like impose, you feel imposed upon? And, like, it's like we're building this monument to our love that is our relationship and then, like, you, you, you throw a wrench in the spokes? Come on. So, but that's what i'm saying if I feel like if you work with your partner and maybe like
0: some m d m a <laughs> yeah,
1: you can get a clear view of what the issues are before you even start working on them
0: m d m a helps a lot, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Well, because it silences the amygdala, which is the fight or flight part of our brain. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you kind of like just like throw a temporary little cloak over that thing and let it go to sleep, you can, you can get a sense of who you really are, especially if you're not in like some loud overstimulating place. If you're just sitting with somebody who you really trust and you take that drug, access to that space where that, that amygdala is silenced is, uh, is very valuable. And I I would only really recommend doing that two to three times a year at most. It's very valuable, and yeah, maybe every now and then you throw one away and say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this around a bunch of people and a loud music." And I don't think time. that's
0: throwing it away, honestly, though, because I think when you do it around other people, like I've ha- I have like social anxiety, I guess you'd call it, or like I'm more on I'm. I guess I'm more on the introverted side of the spectrum. Mm. So like if you kind of like silence your amygdala in a crowd, like you can be more comfortable in those spaces or be more like, I remember uh, we talked to someone who's like, I can dance in public now because of MDMA. Cause yeah. you know, like dancing on MDMA in front of other people, like unlocks something where it's like kind of unlocked that fright that they had. Hmm. You Know so, I think there is something to that.
1: It's the dance like no one's watching drug,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: And everyone should know that <laughs> <laughs> ketamine's your dance like no one's watching drug.
0: I don't even remember, I it?
1: think so. I, I like when I think of like uh drug experiences that get you out there shaking your little booty, I feel like it's just like it's just the right amount of ketamine, and you're just like, well, just Woo-wee. like, fuck it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just
0: my f- fuck it. Yeah. drug. It's like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I'm so out of my body that I want to feel my body, almost. Yeah,
1: that's a good way of putting it.
0: I'm just like, whoo, I don't like Let me get in this. B- I have to balance it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, That would be probably a more interesting conversation to have with Mary. I mean, we tried GHB once. I don't know if we ever even talked about it. Tried it her, a few times. A few times. But GHB
1: I, is good stuff.
0: But there was something about it. Like, Mary's like, it takes you out of your body and she didn't like it for that reason, but I'm thinking I liked it for that reason. And I got more into my, it brought me more into my body because I'm not thinking about my body or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. More to be unpacked. I'm not sure, but
1: yeah, I'm not sure what that drug does or why it like works. Like it's a sex drug. There's only like, to me, there's like two sex drugs. It's that and two CB. And, uh, yeah, we tried GHB a few times and, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was relatively innocuous. Like, I really based, like, not doing it anymore on Mare's reaction more than anything. If if one of us three is, like, not feeling it, I tend to trust that. I
0: don't think it's good for you. I think no. that, and I think that it's very dangerous on alcohol. It's, like, can be dangerous for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, drugs are so crazy. Yeah. Life is so crazy. It is because you think you know what's going on and then you snort a line of ketamine. You're like, oh, yeah, (laughs) what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I mean, that's how I feel like every time I like not every time, but like edibles or whatever. You're just like Mm. your perspective can either zoom out or zoom in. It's like the shift in consciousness is possible. Yeah. And you could, I mean, you can do it with breath work. You can do it in ways without drugs, but it's like anything that, oh, I was watching a little Esther Perel thing. I know a lot of people who really love her and I I don't even
1: know what that is.
0: She's like a relationship coach. I don't know. I was just watching a couple of small videos because I was like, I know people love her, so let me see what's going on. And uh, she was basically, one of the things she was saying is that it's really important to have like new experiences with your partner. Mm -hmm. Like not. Not like crazy new experiences to the point where you're chaotic and you like um, lose ground, you know, Um, but, you know, new experiences where you can like grow and do things together. And I think that's kind of what happens with people is that they forget how infinite they are and how therefore infinite their partner is. And we make certain assumptions about who we are and how we are and then make certain assumptions about who our partner is and how they're going to be and how they'll respond. So we don't give each other the opportunity to surprise us or change or show up differently. And I think, like, w- when you start to know how your partner's going to react before they react, you're really stealing them a lot from them like it's a. It's, yeah and i think that's when you and i get like in our biggest fights i'm like because you tell me i'm a certain way and i'm like i wait, am wait, not you know, a certain way
1: and when you do that to me i, I lose my mind yeah you know or when we I'm, do like, it I'm an infinite
0: human being when
1: we do it to Mary, she loses her mind when she does it to me i lose my mind it's it's like uh you're boxing someone in. you're saying no oh, you can't be anything else other than the thing that i already know about you and it's like well then why the hell would i have any long relationships It's just like, oh, everybody just like fucking gets to the place where they were, I'm not as funny, and they're like a little eye-rolly, but like, come on.
0: No, you gotta like be passionate about this discovery. Like the ongoing... The curiosity
1: we have that we use for documentary, we have that in our relationship, and I think that, uh, I've I've seen a lot of people operate, like, where the new things that they want to try, they, like, almost exclusively do that without their partner. You know, like, like, hey that ship has sailed like we already decided the things that we do and who we are and like if i'm going to do any growth it happens outside the relationship i know a number of people currently in those kind of relationships where like you see you see them almost exclusively without their partner like it's not even a question if if they would bring their partner somewhere or do something wild like what we were doing or take drugs or whatever so uh, yeah i I think it's one of those things it's like if, if you show up as a as a different, you know, updated version of yourself, like, that's, like, my operating system saying, like, hey, do you want to update? you want to update now or do you want to choose later or ne- never at all? And, like, if you just keep choosing that, like, no, I don't want to update. I don't want to update. It can be like, kind
0: of threatening when I feel like you're, yeah. like, in a better place than me because I'm, like, oh, no, like, I could lose you. But then it just, no. for the most part, it just, like, inspires me to show up better. Yeah. And, the, and that's the whole thing of, like, these... These projections and reflections that we are of each other and that, you know, this idea that there's like a, I think we're all of this place of like, okay, we're all one, like we're, we're all the same thing, we're interest net, we're all reflections of each other, like my inner consciousness is affecting my reality, which affects how you look at me and treat me and who you are and how I perceive you. And so it can be like you can kind of just like wash it all away and just be like, well, everything's a reflection of me. But then, but that's not how the human brain works or can operate. Mm-hmm. So it's like great when you're on fucking a bunch of acid to like come to that realization. But then you have to interface with people who like have their own inner lives and inner world
1: who will disappoint you.
0: Yeah. And so I don't know. Life is, uh, life is kind of like a dance of like taking personal responsibility but then also like making people feel like I want to get better at making you feel heard and not being so defensive like I've been kind of listening to some different things on relationship lately and hearing because I know that I'm a defensive person and I know you just want to be heard and I get so frustrated with how you express to me that you want to get heard that I feel like yeah, I no, don't no. get to hear you because I, cause I'm like, I heard you, I heard you. Okay. Whatever. You're being so annoying. Like, can you just chill out? It's
1: crazy because like a lot of times I'm not even righteous. It's just more like, Hey, I just need to say this. I just need to get this out. I just need to hear myself say this like, or, or whatever. So any resistance I meet, it's just like, it's, we're just like killing time. Cause I'm like, You're this nothing. doesn't even need to become a debate. Like I just need to feel like someone heard me say this.
0: Yeah and I yeah. and there's like ways that you can make your partner feel heard that I'm not necessarily good at. I'm trying to be more savvy about that cuz I realize yeah. how important it is to you to feel heard and like I also just want to get the fuck out of whatever the fuck. I want you to feel heard cuz I want to yeah. move on.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. No it's an important thing is is feeling like people like they're heard and it's it's not always in conflict. It's just like literally like I'm a fucking goofball and I'm like Cass, do it. Does it, do you ever realize like I'm just trying to be a fucking silly goose all the time?
0: That's why you have Mare. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't that's be everything true. to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, we become little jesters together, yeah. little twisted jesters.
0: She gets your jokes and laughs at them. She
1: does. She loves my jokes.
0: And that's I love
1: hers. She cracks me up. Like we have long phone calls. Like we'll hang out all day and then have a long phone call and be cracking each other up. Those would be the funniest podcast ever if if you had recorded our phone calls with Mayor or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. But
0: well, I don't think that's a tragedy to not be so everything to someone because I think we just like want to complete each other mm-hmm. and not and and our self worth is wrapped up in like how is. Do I give to my partner everything that they need?
1: Well, I tell Mera all the time, like, I'm like, w- when we're in conflict, it's like a lot of times it has to do with some cycle that has me feeling like I'm not a good boyfriend. And it's like, I'm like, it feels like the only thing I'm really good at. It's the thing I've been doing the longest in my life. And no one's really ever wanted to leave me. I mean, it happened once, but it was a trying situation. <laughs> I don't even think she really wanted to leave. And like, I've just fucking fancy myself good at this shit. And when I feel like I'm not being a good boyfriend or being held in contempt, it It's so funny, though, because in those me.
0: moments, you're so attached to being a good boyfriend. That's probably when you're the worst boyfriend because you're, like, the meanest. i you yeah. you're, you're just I'm like, not myself. You're just clinging for some validation of how you're a good boyfriend. And, and through that, you end up pushing people away because you're like, tell me I'm a good boyfriend.
1: Yeah, or or and no, you're like, not actually even tell right me I'm a good now. boyfriend. It's just like, please don't reflect to me like I've been some sort of a drag because, like, I really don't think I am. Yeah. I, I think in a lot of ways, like... I'm a source of good times and
0: well you can trust that and also trust people to come back around to that you know and I think that's I'm trying to get it into a better place of like acceptance and accepting whatever the moments is you know just Mm -hmm. like I don't nothing needs to be done all we always think something needs to be done or at least I do I always am like what do I need to do to fix this thing yeah and that's that's like another, it's like a workaround to keep me in my anxiety.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's
0: like, okay, well, I want the moment to be perfect, so I need to make sure that I do that. But it's like, no, it is perfect.
1: That's what, that's why acceptance has to be our, our religion. A- acceptance is like, it is the church of chill. Well,
0: because then once you accept, it's easier to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like once I accept that you're upset, we can just like be in that moment of upset. Yeah. And then work together to fix it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Any problem could be solved that way.
0: It's so hard when you're in, like, the heat of it, though. Like, well, it's crazy right now to think we would ever fight. Because, like, I can look at you yeah. and I can feel you right now. And I feel like we're calm. And, like, we haven't fought in a minute. Like, it's not like we're fighting all the time. But I,
1: I have my amygdala totally slayed. <laughs>
0: But, you know, it does happen where you can't see each other and you can't hear each other and you just are driving each other freaking crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A long walk usually helps to come back to the basics. A long walk will usually help uh, getting back to a place where you can hear and be heard. Simple shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was funny. We were in a fight the other day, and, like, I was talking to Joey, and Joey and I were laughing. And I feel like it was just contagious because you were really mad at me, and we were mad at each other. And you we were, you said something like, we hate each other right now. And I was like, well, I don't hate you, but okay. <laughs> but it was just that was how bad the energy was. It was like, we hate each other. Um, and then I'm on the phone with Joey laughing, and I I swear it, like, turned your mood around. You weren't even talking to Joey, but you're realizing, like, oh life can be like funny. Like we can just like choose to not yeah, be so yeah. worked up about this, like one particular aspect of whatever's making us like, yeah, feel unsavory towards each other.
1: Yeah. It also helps too. Cause like Joey's dating somebody and they're, they, you know, they're having like, just to realize like, I'm not alone. I'm not like, it's so weird how myopic I can get and just feel like I'm the only person in the universe that's experiencing these issues at this time. And like literally my best friend is going through it and I'm hesitant to call him. And then when I talk to him and he's just like, I don't know why. she just like making me feel like I was a bad boyfriend and it drives me insane. I can't do anything until I'm like, I'm dude. Pff, amen. Aho. Ah, ah, I whoop. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, what I was trying to say before, and if I had to sum up uh, like my vibe over 300 episodes, is is, I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're just seeing a person that's just doing their best and, and trying to, um, uh, trying to make some shit and trying to make something happen. Yeah. And, you know, trying to um, like really, really feel into what life's all about and how connected things are. And, but all I can say is I've done my best because I think people's got a lot of different versions of me and it's just, it, it is always me doing my best and trying to learn and trying to learn from you and trying to learn from my mistakes and the people I've hurt. And I know I've hurt people and I know I've upset people but it's always just, you're like, we joke, it's a de-evolution, but you really are just watching our evolution. And us us getting to a place where we're saying, oh, this is more of a comedy podcast, is the best possible outcome of doing this 300 times. Yeah, It's the best possible thing. Because if we were at a place 300 episodes deep where we're like, let's double down on some shtick you know, let's or we have to
0: solve the issues of the universe,
1: solve the issues. We could barely solve our own issues. Yeah. You know, what the and hell that, are I we going to I think that's
0: how we got to like, the, that's how it even just evolved. The podcast is like, we're like, oh, trying to solve these big issues. And like, meanwhile, our home life was like in disarray. Just yeah. like, what the fuck are we talking about that when it's like, we can't even get along in our own house, you know? Yeah. Um, But I mean, we're great. We do great. Like, yeah. uh, And we really prioritize getting along, and I think we really do, and I really love you, and I ha- have no ill will towards you, and I have no h- but hurt feelings, and I hope that you Same. don't either, and I want to be a better partner to you You're in like incredible. all the ways. You watch
1: the Mets game.
0: I'm not doing that. You give
1: me f- so much sex, and you listen to Butthole Surfers and Ween and like, actively want to go see these bands live and shit. Yeah,
0: we're very compatible, which really works We're out. going
1: to see Ween at Red Rocks.
0: Yeah. You said it was kind of like the Rolling Stones thing. You're like, if we're not there, I don't know what our life is. Well,
1: I mean, uh, I was like, Ween's playing at Red Rocks. And you were like, cool. Yeah. Like, it was just like obvious, like, we have to go. And then you didn't get tickets. And you're, you're like, I don't think we should, like, plan a trip around that necessarily. And I was like, okay. And then it just, like, dawned on me over the course of a week. Like, I'm you like, kinda I think upset our priorities it. got a little fucked up.
0: You're like, we're not in the right, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, this is a band that's not going to be around forever, and they don't play Red Rocks They're often. They're probably not going
0: to. Yeah, I could see them just being like, fuck it, we don't even want to tour anymore.
1: Yeah, and th- they barely ever play Red Rocks, and I've never seen a show there. So sometimes we have to reprioritize, and that was one of those moments. And we're going to see Ruin at Red Rocks, and we'd appreciate it if... Uh, Anyone hearing this that's going to be at that show meets up with us. Because if you're listening at this point, you're a real homie. <laughs> you're a real fucking homie. And uh, Ween is one of the best live experiences and one of the, the best bands that America has ever produced. And I've listened to a lot of shit. And I think that's going to be a legendary night. And we're going to be shooting Wild Magic up and around that and uh, having lots of fun. But we're, we're open to anyone's like tips like places to go, people to meet up with. People is really a, is really a thing cuz ev- everywhere is magical when there's magical people there. It doesn't fucking matter. Totally. Yeah, and I think we've displayed that in a lot of our films and I think this should be a reflection of that. Is like you don't have to go to Garden of the Gods or Sedona. And we might go to those places, <laughs> but you don't have to go to those places to tap into the wild magic that is America.
0: Well, that's the that's your neighbor next door.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, there's there's a lot of ways to go about interfacing with this universe. Mm. And it can be more magical. And that's what we're interested in, like uncovering and discovering and also like initiating people into. And I think that's what we kind of have come to with this film is like we want to create a film that's like an initiation to living a more magical life.
1: Yeah, that is the prescription that after you've watched it, you're like, oh.
0: And that's not even saying like oh don't have the job that you have it's like no but you can approach your life with more intention with more magic with more wonderment
1: yeah uh, jobs are great and they provide people with the means to do cool things with their life but if it's stressing you out just don't take it as seriously it's it it literally works for me we barely ever work but like a big thing will come in come our way we're working
0: every day but but,
1: but like when it's like really push comes to shove sean needs to do his thing it's 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 tough for me sometimes because I take it too seriously. But when I'm reminded on set or whatever, or in the edit room, like, just chill. Like, uh, and I take it a little less seriously. It's a fucking commercial. It's a piece of content, whatever. Well, like, no also when you're having... Our films, a whole different story. But. When
0: you're having fun in your life, like, I, I when I was... I always just tried to have the funniest time on mm. set. Yeah. I, had, I have videos in my phone from, like... Well, I'd always fuck around with the PAs, and we'd be like, uh... <laughs> I remember we would just set like make obstacle courses for ourselves, you know. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Like, you could do different things to bring some. Well, fun. the
1: director can't really get away with doing that because everyone's watching you. So, and I get I, I get very stressed out about that. I'm like, stop it! What are you watching me for? Like, why are you like staring at me? Because literally.
0: Because.
1: I don't care, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're taking your job too seriously, take it a little less seriously. See how that feels for a little bit. Maybe it'll send your life in a different direction.
0: Enjoy the process.
1: Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Episode 300, Very Ape Podcast. We put out 300 episodes plus for free, plus all of our films are free. Everything's for free on veryape.tv and uh, our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, send us a comment. And, um, you know, if you really dig all the free stuff we've done, we have this whole other universe that's like a dollar or two a month whatever you want to pay. If you want to give us more than that, that's great. But patreon.com slash is how you access our discord community. Um, documentary stuff. Uh, podcasts, bo- tons of like, I think we have 75 bonus podcasts that aren't anywhere else. The old episodes can be accessed on there. Um, Church of chill, 150, ep- 157 episodes of our psychedelic radio show going strong and a, a lot more to come. And Patreon is where, that's, like, where we put everything first.
0: And, and that's where if our shit gets more serious, everything's going to live going uh, forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things that if they go through for us, we might have to hide everything there. For we a little can't little
0: bit. be in public talking like this. Yeah. Like sound you, like idiots. Yeah,
1: yeah. While well, some network's trying no to No one's going to give us
0: money th- if we sound <laughs> like this. They're going to be like, those guys are dopes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we're real. We're real dopes.
0: We're the t- truest dopes you'll ever meet. Yeah,
1: the realest of the real dopes. So... I hope you had a dope time with us. Sean and Cass, Variet Productions. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Peace, love, and magic, y'all.
0: Peace, love, and magic.